Hello, and welcome to Her Return, a podcast devoted to returning to your feminine essence through embodiment practices, sensual explorations, and unifying the feminine and masculine energies within. I'm your host, Lindsay Curtis. Hello, I am so excited to sit down today with a friend and colleague, Eleanor. Ellie is the author and founder of The Self-Healing Spiral. She is an inner happiness coach. Her life's mission is to empower and support high-performing women with the knowledge, tools, and mindset needed to replace self-doubt and anxiety with self-confidence, abundance, and inner peace. Welcome, 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 Ellie. I'm so excited to tune in with you here today. Thank you for saying yes and coming on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Lindsay. I'm so happy to be here and spending the next minutes with you to have this interesting conversation together. Mm, yay! It's always fun <laughs> to tune in with people throughout space and time, especially when we're on the other sides of the world. <laughs> yes, and have nine hours difference. <laughs> literally throughout space and time. <laughs> yes, literally. All right, so let's dive in, my dear. And I would love to hear about you when you're a little little one little Ellie tell us about little Ellie and how her your foundation how the beginning of your life has set you up to being where you are in your being right now okay so when I was a little girl I remember being really much in my in my bubble and I was passionate about stars I had a telescope and I would look at the moon and like the only thing that would make me happy was to receive um, a book about the stars or about horses. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. The These were really my, my, my two passions. And I was really, I think in my, what I remember from it is that I was in my little bubble. And I think that now, of course, with the more adult view that I have on myself, I think that I was just looking to home and where I came from. And I wasn't really understanding that this was actually a big interest for spirituality but I was too small to know what it really meant and then I think that because I was a bit different than most kids in school uh, I was bullied quite a lot when I was a kid I didn't have many friends I was quite lonely out of school as well and so I started becoming this really nice and sweet girl because of course I just wanted to be loved Mm. but I think it was also something quite natural for me because I remember that when my brother was born, I always wanted to take care of him, hold him in my arms, give him, feed him, give him the milk and everything. And so becoming that caring, sweet, gentle girl was always part of me. But the fact that I faced a lot of bullying really um, increased that. And I always had a really big interest in listening to people, helping people become their, their true self. And then, of course, you know, when we are teenagers, we are troubled people. And I remember being the one everyone was always calling for advice. And I would give my advice with, with a lot of pleasure, of course, because I then felt useful. And this is when I felt alive. Mm. Well, this created a lot of limiting beliefs that I now have let go of and I can just support people in my work with authenticity and not feeling needy or useful, but just doing it with my heart. But of course, to get here, I had to go through a lot because we have pressure of life where you have to do normal studies, go to do a master, uh, you know, buy a flat, get married, have babies before 30. (laughs) 
So when I was 20, I had the feeling I had ticked all the boxes, but still it wasn't it. I was working in a bank at a time, had just bought a three-bedroom flat, was getting married, but something was, something was missing. Mm -hmm. And then I went to India and then for one month and the day I came back, my husband left me and that was about two years ago now. And even though that was the, the, the most difficult experience of my life, I think it was also my greatest gift because mm -hmm. this is really when my inner transformation started. And when I reconnected with that little girl that was looking at the stars and that just wanted to help others. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So, so much is here and um, <laughs> yeah. absolutely love coming full circle, the reconnection of the inner child, right? And mm -hmm. um, what a treasure it's been also to witness you as we've just met about two years ago, probably. I just Exactly. You met me a little bit before everything started. Yeah, which has been there. really incredible to watch how you have um, blossomed and completely bloomed into, into your service, into yourself as a woman. And it's been really, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And so let us come now into the self-healing spiral, which is this mm -hmm. method that you have created for mm -hmm. yourself from your own journey and, I was, and the book that you wrote. Exactly. Yeah. So can you walk us through this spiral experience? Of course. So my own experience brought me to realize that healing was not a linear process. It's not every day it goes better until it's finished. It's up and down and forward and backwards. And then we go through the same emotions and we thought we were done with this, but no, again, we're in anger. <laughs> and so I realized that it was a cyclical process. And I asked myself, well, if it's cyclical and we do the same circle several times and we go through certain phases several times, what are the steps in this circle? And so I realized that there are six steps and there's going to be an event that is going to trigger one of our wounds. So the wound is the first step. And do you know the five wounds that prevent us from being ourselves from Lise Bourbeau? Lise Bourbeau's work, I am familiar with it, but if you'd like to enlighten us. So I've discovered recently that Barbara Brennan, the American healer and teacher, also talks about these five wounds mm -hmm. on a more energetical level, but it's basically the same. So it's quite interesting to see that two eminent women actually created the same theory, one more spiritual, energetical, and the other in psychology. Mm -hmm. so these five wounds are the wounds of rejection, abandonment, uh, humiliation, treason, and injustice. And we all have one main wound. So this might sound a bit weird for the audience and the women that are listening to us today. Probably not. But it's <laughs> probably not great. <laughs> but we're not always aware of our wounds. And that's completely normal. It's because our ego just wants to protect us from the pain that they are creating. But the thing is that these wounds make us carry masks. And these masks disconnect us from our true selves. And as the name of your podcast suggested, the purpose of life is to come back to ourselves. It's our return. It's reconnecting to our true self. So it's letting go of these masks and daring to be our true self and bloom. And so basically, we're going to identify, bring awareness on these wounds and identify when we react with our mask and try to let go of it. That's the first step of the self-healing spiral. Mm. If we're not aware of these wounds, they're going to show up through emotions. The emotion is the top of the iceberg. We see it. 
That's step two. Then step three, what do you do with these emotions? Well, you have three choices. Either you suppress them, which we have been taught to do, and we're usually really good at doing that, or we're completely overwhelmed by the emotions. We want to slam doors, we're crying nonstop, and we don't know why. Or we welcome and honor the emotion. Mm-hmm. It's really important to add the piece of honoring the emotion because it gives this VIP place to emotions that they deserve. I love that. We are ready then to unfold the red carpet to them Mm. because emotions are actually brilliant tools to help us understand ourselves, to help us understand what we need and what is happening inside of us and what our inner child is craving. And so I created three different tools to welcome and honor your emotion let them flow through you, experience them, and then understand their message and let them go away. Mm. So that's the first practical step of the self-healing spiral. Once you've welcomed and honored your emotions, you're going to transmute them. To transmute means to change the nature of. So you're going to change the nature of your emotions from uncomfortable, maybe negative, to positive, comfortable, more joyful. And you're going to create a sentence For example, after my divorce, I had a big, big fear to trust someone again and to fall in love again. And quite quickly, I met someone and uh, I was facing a lot of fear and anxiety. It was not so easy, but the great opportunity for me to apply the self-healing spiral. And so um, I had this fear of being hurt again because my body had registered that the further you go in a relationship, the more it's going to hurt. Obviously, because I got married and he left anyway. And so I created this sentence, which was today, I, Eleanor, I know that everything that happens to me is for my own good. And I trust the universe has my back. And just creating this sentence made me feel so good that I started crying from relief because it was so powerful. And it was my soul's medicine. Mm. It was exactly what I needed to heal and to replace that fear by trust to replace the feeling of I'm not worthy by really self-love and and so on. So that's what we do with the transmutation. And it's really taking care of the emotion on a mental side of things because this is going to create new neuronal pathway, new neuronal connections, because you're going to repeat that sentence every day for 21 days at least. Mm. So once you've taken care of the emotion at the level of your heart by welcoming it, at the level of your mind and brain by transmuting it and creating new neuronal connections, you're going to take care of the emotion at the physical and energetical level by releasing it from your body with movements and breathing exercises. Because the emotion is going to create tension in your body. It's going to stimulate the sympathetic nervous system which is responsible of stress, high activity. It's going to increase your heartbeats, sweaty hands, and so on. And to heal, to help your body regenerate, you need to go back into the parasympathetic nervous system. And so I created several tools for that as well, which is, um, maybe you know, you probably know, the anuloma viloma breathing exercise through alternate nostrils, Mm -hmm. which is really going to balance both hemispheres of the brain and completely relax your body to help it go back into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the nervous system that regenerates your body. Um, I created a meditation as well of infinite love, of really relaxing deep into your body. Of course, energy healing can help you there and yoga. 
And so it's a, a set of tools that you can use one after the other that takes 15 to 20 minutes. And this means that you're going to take care of yourself. And that's the last step of the self-healing spiral. It's love. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, it's self-love. Because for me, only love heals. Also because these wounds have started in a situation in our childhood that was perceived as a separation between two human beings, so as a lack of love. And we thought that if our parent was doing this and this, it's because we were not lovable and we stopped loving ourselves. And so truly it's by loving ourselves again, taking care of all these emotions, rewiring our beliefs that we heal. And of course, we have to do that several times. And so that's why it's a self-healing spiral. And the more you do it, the more you rise into the spiral, the more it elevates your vibration, and the more you also attract people that are going to help you on your healing path. Mm. That's it. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. <laughs> and um, yeah, I receive so much crossover in, in the way that I work as well. And so mm -hmm. receiving the spiral, I... Um, so I have a few questions. Can I ask questions about it? Of course. Yeah, awesome. So I love this, how there's the differentiation between, okay, I need to be working at a heart level and also addressing my mind and brain and also my body. Um, for In step number four, when you're talking about transmutation and there's a sentence you create, is this also like an affirmation? Mm -hmm. How is that related to an affirmation? And what for you might so, be the difference? You can, you can compare it to an affirmation. The only thing uh, is that the transmutation works a bit differently. So you're going to say it out loud for two minutes so that you can connect with your subconscious. And then you're going to say it in your head for three minutes with a visualization because your brain doesn't do a difference between the reality and what you're imagining. And so when you visualize it and you close your eyes, you really have to allow yourself to feel the emotion because emotions are also created by imagination. And your body and your, your mind and the thalamus in particular, which is a gland in your brain that helps you reach your goals and helps you select information in your environment to make sure that you're right and going the right path. Um, your thalamus is then going to think that this imagination is the reality and is then going to try to find elements in your everyday life to create this reality more and more. And so you're actually kind of tricking your brain <laughs> when you're doing that, mm. but in a, in a positive way. And also allowing yourself to create the emotion. It's really when you feel the emotion of self-love, of joy, of gratitude, of confidence, that really your neurons are going to fire and wire together to create that new reality. So it's like an affirmation, but it has a deeper level to it. Okay. Yes. And I also, for me, affirmations um, are very surface level. And it's like I can't be masking something that's mm -hmm. there. So if I'm saying I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, but I'm still feeling unworthy and not mm -hmm. using that. Yeah. Affirmations can be a bit like fake it until you make it. Mm -hmm. And so here, the idea is really to... To do it with repetition, because this is how you reprogram your subconscious, but also to do it at a deeper level and to feel it. It's really important to feel it and to allow yourself to feel the self-worth, the love, the confidence, and the fact that you're not alone, you're supported and you can support yourself. Mm, beautiful. So on the spiral, there are six steps. Yeah. Why exactly. the number six? 
Good questions. I'm not really into numerology. By that, I mean, I know nothing about numerology. <laughs> Does it have a special meaning? <laughs> Maybe. I know four is, a, is more of a sacred number, especially for uh, First Nations, where everything is like the four directions and everything. Mm. Six, I don't know. I just, I just felt it like that. So the way I created the self-healing spiral, it was really for me at first. Mm. I didn't really think of writing a book about it. I was just looking for that tool to help me take care of my anxieties, my intense emotions. And I just wanted to heal. And I realized that doing affirmations such as I'm better, I'm okay, I'm good, wasn't helping at all. Pretending I was fine was the worst thing. Like it just, it just made it worse. Mm. I had to really go through these emotions. And so once I understood that, I created the self-healing spiral. And the way it happened is that I started looking at lots of documentaries, reading books, trying tools in myself. And it's one day I woke up. It's literally how it happened. I woke up and I had this sentence in my head. It's a spiral d'auto-guérison in French. It's a self-healing spiral. And then I was still in my pajamas. I jumped out of bed. I went behind my laptop and I started making the drawing and I had six circles. Mm. And then I was like, that's it. It just felt so aligned with my body. And then I, I, I was like, I can't keep this for myself. So first I tried it. I applied it. I verified it. And then... It was really a scream from my heart. I have to share it. Every woman should know how she functions and should be able to heal herself. Mm, I love it. I love waking up from the dream state and just knowing, oh, this is it. Pure reset. Yeah. Right? I felt like, you know, I had somehow received it in my dream and it, I was trusted to share that with the world. So it was also a lot of pressure, but uh, I, I did it with, with my heart and, you know, trying and doing my best anyway. Mm, beautiful beautiful what a beautiful birthing story yeah definitely I got lucky that's good for sure mm, nice and so this brings us to then you call yourself an inner happiness mm -hmm. coach awesome yes totally love this never heard of it before and <laughs> tell us about this title and how you came to this identity so, you know, happiness is always something that's a bit, everyone wants to be happy. And we talk about it so much that it can be seen as quite superficial. Mm -hmm. And for me, happiness comes from the inside. And so I really wanted to point it out because I see a lot of women that are wanting to be more confident, more at peace with themselves or more abundant. And they go to do retreats, they go buy books, maybe they do workshops or women's circle. But then they go back into their everyday life and nothing changes. And so I really wanted to underline the fact that it comes from inside and you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. Even though your ego is going to want to hold you back because he doesn't like change and he's scared of that, you have to start this conversation with him and you have to start that conversation with yourself where you master your emotions and stop, let them control you and where you are really aware of everything that's happening inside of you. So for me, it's really a work that happens inside that, is, that needs a lot of self-awareness, self-compassion, self-love. And if you're inside happy, if you're happy inside, sorry, your life is just going to bring you everything so that outside it makes you happy as well. Mm -hmm. The right job, the right friends, the right house, the right partner in crime. Everything is going to flow, but it really starts inside. And I just wanted to underline that and 
make a kind of, um, not a comparison, but differentiate myself from most coaches that I think sometimes are just encouraging you to buy a book and then you have to do the work and, and not really guiding you into that inner work, I feel. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like on your path you had experienced that from other coaches and maybe that you've invested time with that then kind of led you to how you want to offer yourself? Um, I worked with a psychologist and um, I felt like she listened to me, but maybe that's how psychologists work as well. You know, they listen and and they help us vocalize our thoughts, Mm -hmm. but I was already really clear with my thoughts. So I found it a bit useless. (laughs) Sorry for her. (laughs) It's actually because I think that on my path, I was sometimes looking for outside solution or thinking that would buy a book would help me. And then... It didn't work, so I would try something else. And then it didn't really work, so I would try something else. And I think it came from my own realization that, and also something that I was seeing from women around me. I know a lot of girls that, they do all the workshops, they read all the books, they, you know, they pull cards every morning, but they are still the same after five years and they still fight with the same issues and they they are in the same patterns. And it's frustrating because Mm -hmm. they seem to be doing all the right things and they are, but just on a superficial level, you really need to go deeper. Mm -hmm. You really need to go and see what's ugly and what hurts and what's uncomfortable. And that's inside. Mm -hmm. And it's really to show the impulse that you have to start that conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. As long as you let your inner self, your little soldier, how I call it, your ego that is just trying to protect you from pain and just want you to have love. As long as he's ruling your life, nothing's going to change. You have to take position back and master that little ego, that little soldier. The inner soldier. <laughs> yeah, I call it the little soldier. Because <laughs> he's super loyal, you know, he's super determined, he knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. But... He's maybe not, you know, he was super useful when we were kids. And so we have to thank him. But as adults, he doesn't serve us anymore. Right, because it's just a protection. Exactly. It's the self-preservation. And that's not going to help us thrive and be abundant and radiant women in the world. It's No, because it keeps us limited. And it's afraid of its own success. It's afraid of our success. So it keeps us small. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and that's a really big realization that every woman needs to have, I think, to really bloom and be in her, in her strong femininity and all the power that she has. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love, love receiving so much from this conversation and love. <laughs> let it sink, let it integrate. <laughs> Uh, which brings us okay if I want to be my most abundant radiant self I know that you've just recently also created the abundance spiral so yes what is this about (laughs) so I realized that um, you know as as I was starting my coaching journey and also giving energy healing treatments I I needed to take care of the business side of things you know I had created the healing side of things and I wanted to share it but we also need marketing skills and the kind of abundance to be able to live from from this passion and this call that is ours and so I I realized that of course everything is energy and I know that as an energy healer and I realized that I was probably not aligned with the energy of abundance Mm -hmm. because the people that were coming my way weren't the right people for me 
they were there to teach me lessons, of course, and to show me what was happening inside of me. But they were not helping me to be financially and professionally fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so I started um, looking for answers again, um, looking at other people's methods. Um, I don't know if you know Denise DeFille Thomas. Yes, I love her. <laughs> She has his, her money boot camp and she wrote that book, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and her recent so, Chillpreneur. Super. Yeah, exactly. Chillpreneur. I read it as well. Super interesting. And I liked her method because I liked the spiritual and energetical side of things. I also followed a method from Sonia Ricotti. And I saw that Sonia Ricotti has, had a method in six steps. And then, of course, I thought to myself, hmm, what if I created my own abundance spiral with my six steps? And so I kind of applied the six steps of the self-healing spiral to abundance. Mm. Because in order to have abundance in your life, you need to elevate yourself to that same vibration. So you also need to let go of emotions. You also need to let go of limiting beliefs that you have around, around money. You know, a really common belief that we have is that we're spiritual, so it's our gift and we want, don't want to make money around that. Mm -hmm. But we still need to live. And the more money we make, the more we can help. Like now I have decided to give 4% of my benefit to charities to help kids be mindful and take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's important for me to be abundant so that I can give even more back. Mm -hmm. But it took me some time to get there, identify my beliefs, let go of them, release the emotions around, around money. But even, you know, sometimes I was having resentment regarding certain people. And when you're having these emotions in your energy field, you can't align with the energy of abundance. It's not possible. So you need to let go of that. And so basically, it's also a kind of healing process to allow yourself to be abundant. And so it's a method also, six steps, where you have to start with defining your goal, then defining your why, because everything works with intention mm -hmm. and this beautiful planet. And if your intention is just to make money for yourself, it's not going to work. But if your intention is to be free, to support others, you have a bigger why behind that, that money. And it's going to change your input completely and the energy that you're sending out there as well and you have to take care of your emotions identify your beliefs rewire them practice feeling abundance practice noticing the abundance that's already in your life mm -hmm. to take care of your energy and then act with loving actions it's really important the last step to do everything with love and with care and to always ask yourself am i doing this this post for example or this masterclass because I want money out of it and I want to have a sustainable life or do I just want to serve? And it's as simple as that, but it, it's you have completely different results if you come from a place of love and support rather than a place of neediness, actually. Mm -hmm. And so that's all the abundance spiral is, is teaching because when we look at nature, I mean, nature is so abundant. Mm -hmm. If you look at wild forests, they're filled with trees, flowers. The sun comes up every day to heat our skin. I mean, nature is so abundant, but we limit ourselves. We block ourselves from it. And we struggle to receive as well, especially in our 
really like Catholic educations receiving is not something that is really well seen. You have to give, 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 give. But energy, it, you have to give and receive. It's a flow. If you don't allow yourself to receive, you're blocking it as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's what it's all about, basically. Mm, awesome. Which is so. I mean, receptivity is something that's so intricate for us as women as well. Mm-hmm. And so often, yeah, definitely, we get stuck in this maternal instinct of giving, giving, mm-hmm. also. But then there's no room to receive and refill our wells. And so, what is it like if we are able to really open that up? What what does actually happen is we're able to give so much more. <laughs> it's like, uh, of course, but we can only give when uh, my energy healer teacher gave me that that image that always stays with me. You can only pour water in other people's glass if your waters if your glass is already full of water. Mm-hmm. If you're half full, you're not going to help anyone. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to deserve yourself and you're only going to give a little bit to the other person. and It's, it's not going to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. So self-care and, and self-love when you are doing this work is super, super important. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a beautiful lesson. I mean, it's, it's purpose of life to learn to love ourselves unconditionally so we can love others. Again, again, and again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. But it's a lifelong process. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing is, everybody, we have our whole life. And I always just like to come back to that. And we have our whole life. So no pressure. Yes. One day at a time. Keep breathing it in. And exactly. Let's That's why we receive like 90 years. So we can go back and then go forward again. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to be perfect on day one. It's impossible anyway. Right. And we have so much time. <laughs> so much time. Well, That's I true. love so many lives as well. Yeah. And I love these spirals <laughs> and how um, this framework, even though it's not a frame, it's a spiral, but it's a kind of frame. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You have so much also potential in applying this to very specific experiences and. Um, yeah topics almost themes as i would say like as absolutely so i love this and i'm excited to see what other spirals are coming out of you (laughs) yeah i'm already thinking of doing a a purpose spiral because i've also i've also done workshop workshops around finding your purpose Mm -hmm. and uh, i have this little voice saying the next one is to be around it's going to be around purpose It's my method, but it's it's funny because when I came up with the self healing spiral, I uh, I didn't really think about that particular shape. It just made sense and it flowed through me. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that the spiral is one of the oldest symbols, the oldest images. You have it in a lot of ancient civilizations, yeah. And there are a lot of spirals in nature, yes. And so I felt, yeah, I feel really blessed to have received this image and to to work with it. It's mm-hmm. really inspiring. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Well, which brings me to my next question because I do, I feel it's so strong in your energy field and also with things that you um, post and things is really about purpose. So what Mm -hmm. advice would you give to a woman who is questioning what her purpose is coming from your direct wisdom of drastically shifting? (laughs) Drastically, yes. (laughs) So there are several tips that I could give and that everybody probably already heard. Like, what did you want to do when you were a kid? Go back to that. 
another tip is asking yourself what um, what brings you joy. Mm. Because for me, joy is the language of the soul. It's showing you, hey, this is it, or this part, this is part of it. Because we're supposed to have a lot of fun in here. It's not supposed to be boring and annoying. We're not supposed to struggle. We're supposed to enjoy it. Mm. And so joy is really the way soul is, is showing you the way. So whatever brings you joy, write it on a piece of paper. Whatever you love to do, write it on a piece of paper. Whatever really you're interested in, and you could read books about it for ages, write it on a piece of paper because this is part of your, of your purpose. And I learned from, from a friend, from another coach, Guillaume Cremel, he taught me a beautiful kind of um, formula, if I can put it like this, to find your purpose. And it's basically your purpose is made of your talents, your strengths, plus your message. What is the message that you want to bring to the world? Mm. And behind your message, you find your values, what is really important for you, and your passion, your passions. Because your passions are going to be your tools. For example, I'm passionate about energy healing and music. Mm -hmm. And so I use energy healing and, and music in my work as a coach as well and in my retreats. And I can read about it for so, 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 so long, for ages. I can, like, I don't have Netflix, but I have Gaia at home. <laughs> I spend my evenings <laughs> watching movies about energy healing and spirituality because, yeah. not because I want to learn, but because I'm really interested about it. Mm -hmm. But because I do it really regularly, I learn so much. And so this puts me at the position of a, of a kind of expert. And um, these are then the tools that you use to share your message with your talents. Mm. And so my message, for example, is listen to your inner wisdom because you will then find out you already have everything inside of you. So it's really helping women reconnect with themselves, come back to themselves, uh, let go of that protection of that ego so that they truly can can bloom and realize that they have all the power they need. We are much stronger than we think we are, really. So, so much so, stronger. Yes. And so that's what I want to, to awaken in, in women's mind and hearts. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> all right. So wrapping up our time together, if you feel into it right now, what is one last star sparkle of wisdom that you would love to share with us? I would like to say that we're all looking for our purpose. We're all looking for healing, more abundance. And sometimes we can be impatient, especially in the society that goes quick, 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 and where we can have everything in two minutes. Mm. But you are exactly where you are supposed to be. And if you don't have all the answers now, it's, it's fine. It's probably meant like that. And so taking the pressure off our shoulders and allowing the path to unfold, that would really be my message. You are exactly where you are right now. Trust that you have everything inside of you and let the path unfold because the universe has our back and we can only expect good things once we start flowing with it, trusting ourselves and, and not being too impatient. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. <laughs> blessing, gorgeous. Mm, now tell Thank us you. where can we connect with you? And I'll include all the links where this is going. So, mm -hmm. so you can connect with me um, 
on my website, of course, which is www.eleonordepoisson.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elé de Poisson, so E-L-E-D-E-P-O-S-S-O-N. <laughs> And um, I have a private Facebook group where I will be doing um, a free masterclass. So whoever wants to join that masterclass, I will be talking about the wounds, self-confidence, abundance, how to create more inner happiness in your life, private but professional life as well. So whoever wants to join is invited and um, they can find the link on my, on my Facebook page my cover picture awesome so great thank you thank you thank you thank you for giving me this opportunity it was lovely to have this conversation together Mm, so good so good so good and i look forward (laughs) to spiraling with you again very soon let's all spiral to our best versions (laughs) thank you Lindsay. thank you bye take care bye bye I'm Lindsay Curtis, and you've been listening to Her Return, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Please subscribe and review this podcast wherever you are listening. And until next time, may you return home to yourself today.